we all want to feel seen and heard and understood. You need to be that for you first, not just so everyone else can be, but so that you are in alignment and you're able to then be self-aware of what needs to shift in you and around you in order to create what your life is meant to look like, to live fully expressed, to be the person that you're here to be, to leave your mark on the world to create what's most meaningful for you. Hey friends, welcome back to the Make It Inevitable podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Zamora, and today I want to talk about the power of self-awareness, how we can harness it for greater growth and healing. And of course, with the topic of the show, how we can use it to make the impossible inevitable. So self-awareness, simply put, is the ability to be self-aware. And self-aware particularly about what is it that you say you value? What is it that you say is important to you? And are you acting in alignment with that? What are your triggers? What are your traumas? What is your subconscious winning strategy? And are you allowing those things to take hold of you, to take over, and to derail you? Are you self-sabotaging? Are you making excuses? Are you blaming other people? Are you constantly playing the victim in certain situations because that is how you feel like you can maintain control? Are you controlling of other people and why? If you're triggered right now, I totally get it. Please stay with me on that because self-awareness, it's critical. It's critical to having everything that it is that we want in life and living our fullest expression, our purpose and contributing to the world in the way that only we can. It's critical for making impossible things happen. Self-awareness requires knowing the self, who you really are, how you're wired, what your internal unconscious operating system is and how it influences you. So we've talked about a lot of these things on this show. Most importantly, what comes up pretty consistently in almost every episode, if not every episode, is our subconscious winning strategy. Our subconscious mind influences our conscious mind, our conscious actions and decisions. So as I've said before, as I learned from a mentor who learned from their mentor, we think that we're making conscious choices. But if we're not aware of the subconscious programming at play, particularly our winning strategy, we're not really truly making aligned conscious choices. We are always in alignment with something. The question is with what? Are we in alignment with our truth, our purpose, our calling? Are we in alignment with our values, what we say is important to us, who we believe ourselves to be, who we need to be to have the things that it is that we want? Or are we out of alignment with that? So you have to have this relationship to self. And this is some of my favorite work because this is the work of deconditioning from who we think we need to be to have safety, security, success, love, and belonging. And who we think we need to be to have that is anchored in our winning strategy, our subconscious winning strategy. And our subconscious winning strategy is our strategy for achieving that certain level of safety, security, success, love, and belonging, whatever level we've been able to get to to this point, whatever we believe is possible because we have seen or experienced it to be impossible. Our winning strategy is inherently limiting. 
it is based on those years, those formative years before the ages of five to seven, where nothing but our subconscious mind was online. And when our subconscious mind is the only thing online, we're wide open. Whatever beliefs, whatever ideas, whatever rules, whatever shoulds and should not, right and wrong, all of that comes in and we have no ability to accept or reject it. Other people's perception of us, interpretation of us, reactions and responses to us shape our sense of self. But that's not who we really are. That's who we have developed into in order to stay safe, secure, and successful and achieve some level of love and belonging so that we are not ostracized from the community, from the family unit, from our people, and left to face the elements and all of the threats to our ability to survive and stay alive. When you understand the subconscious, please go back to the earlier episodes. We'll link to them in the show notes. You start to see how it develops your strategies for doing and being and acting in the world. And it's from a place that is not the true self. The true self who came here to be a certain person in this life and to have a certain level of impact and contribution, to be a certain individual in the world, to hold up your own unique corner of this giant web that makes up our world, our society, our community. So to be self-aware, you have to know the self. And in order to know the self, sometimes we have to take a step back and do that work of deconditioning. Looking at all the ways that our family system, our educational system, our societal systems, our religious systems, our cultural systems, all of the systems in the world, how they have conditioned us to behave and be and believe in certain ways based on their beliefs, their ways of being, their fears, their efforts to control and stay safe and secure and successful to get their own level of love and belonging. So we come into this life as the seed of who we're here to be, of who we're here to grow into. And we enter right into systems immediately into some kind of caregiving slash attachment system that might be a family system that might be social services systems, that might be the foster system, that might be a different family system because we were adopted, it might be a different layer of family because our parents weren't around and we went to live with our grandparents. We enter into a system and that starts to condition us to behave and be in certain ways, to believe certain things, to think certain ways, to hold certain values, which these systems have been formed over time, over generations of people inside the system, reinforcing this belief, this way of being, this strategy for staying safe, secure, and successful, having love and belonging, valuing certain things over others, certain people over others, certain things, experiences, opportunities. So these systems shape us. And for most of us from there, we go into the education system. And depending on that education system, it shapes us further, conditions us further. By the time we are out in the world and our conscious mind has been online and our frontal cortex is forming all the way, we've been so deeply conditioned and we've had all of these experiences that reinforce the deeper conditioning, the deeper limiting beliefs, subconscious programming, that we, we don't know who we really are. 
because we're trying so hard to survive, to stay safe and secure, to have some level of success, to get by in this life, in this world, in this society. We don't have a true relationship to who we are. And this significant chunk of our young life, we didn't have the ability to accept or reject values. They were imprinted upon us, forced upon us, abused into us, disciplined into us. There were consequences to not aligning with the values of the systems. So we don't even know what we truly value, what's really important to us, who we're here to be, what we're called to do. We're just trying to get by. We're trying to survive. So we have to take that step back and do that deconditioning work. We have to get to know ourselves on such a deep level. We have to get to know our personality type, our core wounding, our core motivations, our methods for controlling and staying safe, our winning strategies for finding that safety, security, and success, love, and belonging. We have to understand what actually matters to me. What are my highest values and why do I value those things? What do I want? What do I want my life to look like? How do I want to earn a living? How do I want to contribute to those around me? What do I value inside of these different situations? My platonic relationships, romantic relationships, familial relationships, my work environment, the work that I do, the people that I work with, the clients that I have. We have to go back and really align with our truth. And this can feel impossible on its own because we've been so disconnected from it. And we've learned to succeed in life by going through certain motions, by behaving in certain ways, by being a certain person. Don't let this deter you. Because everything that you want is on the other side of this deeper healing and growth work, this way of being work. In order to do this, we have to know ourselves. We have to know the self for who we are and who we're here to be, not who we've been and who others want us to be, what we're expected to be, what we falsely believe that we have to be to stay safe, secure, successful, loved, and have belonging. So we have to look at these things. We have to take that step back to come into alignment. This is so important that it's the entire first module of our Actualize program. Actualize is all about actualizing your purpose, your fullest expression, building a life that is fully aligned with who you're here to be, doing the work that you're here to do, whether that is how you make money or how you be in the world, how you contribute, your art, your creations, your family unit, whatever's important to you. That whole first module is about alignment because the rest of the work doesn't matter if you're not aligned with your truth. That's true of self-awareness. Do you know who you are in order to be self-aware? And you can have a level of self-awareness when you don't know who you are because even just knowing that I don't, I don't really know who I am, I don't really know why I do this. I don't know if that's really my highest value if this is really what I want my life to look like and who I want to be with. That is the first seed of deeper self-awareness because you're able to feel that something is not aligned. Something is not truly in resonance. And then we can start to do that deeper inquiry into self. Well, if not that, then what? And that's how all of this started for me. For much of my younger years, I was very existential. But when I finally discovered 
graphic design in high school, I thought, okay, this interests me. I'll do the life thing. I'll actually pay attention at school and not only get my grades up, but graduate a year early and I'll go to college and I'll get the long term relationship and buy the car and buy the house and get the job title after the degree. I did all of these things trying to do life the way that I thought I was supposed to do life because of all of my conditioning. And I remember waking up and I bought a townhouse. I had a great job right out of graduating at the top of my class from college. I had just bought a car in my own name. We had the house was in our name. And I was sitting in my home office of this townhouse, this two-story, three-bedroom townhouse where we could each have our own little office. And I remember like coming out of a fog and looking around at all my matchy-matchy furniture and the white walls inside this townhouse in the suburbs of North Denver and feeling very viscerally like, where am I? And how did I get here? And more importantly, what do I do instead? Like sitting in my home office after a day at my great, amazing entry-level graphic design job at an agency in downtown Denver and my my then boyfriend in the room next to me working on some project because he was getting ready to graduate from college and just being like, how did I get here? I don't want this life. I don't want any of this. I don't want the partner. I don't want the job. I don't want the house. The car is all right. That was the first level of self-awareness, that first seed of coming back to myself, being prompted to dig deeper into why did my life look this way? Why did I choose this? And if it's not this, what is it instead? And it took time. I didn't know about the world of coaches and, and personal growth. There wasn't podcasts back then. I didn't, I didn't know about all this work. And so I had to fumble through it on my own and do a lot of self-inquiry. Who am I really, if not this? How do I untangle from this? And if I'm untangling from this, what am I building instead? What do I want instead? Who do I want to be with? What kind of relationship? What kind of work do I want to do? And I tried all of these different things. And that seed we can nurture and build upon. We start to ask ourselves, if not this, then what? What do I actually like? What do I actually value? does it actually mean to live in alignment with my values? We start to query, we start to try different things. We build this relationship to self. So alignment is the foundation of living your fullest expression, living your purpose, building a life that's fully aligned, doing your work in the world. So if you need support with that, if you're really stuck, please check out our Actualize program. It is very powerful. It will help you with that act of aligning with self so that you can uncover and activate that seed of purpose in yourself. And then you can actualize it. You can make it real in your life, in your reality, in every aspect of who you be in the world. So we'll link to that in the show notes. Once you have an awareness of self, once you clarify these things about who you are, how you want to live, what's important to you, what your traumas are, what your core wounds are, what your personality type is, what your attachment style is. Again, we go into all of this in the Align module of Actualize. 
You have to know yourself, really know yourself, have that deep, incredible relationship. Like we all want to feel seen and heard and understood. You need to be that for you first, not just so everyone else can be, but so that you are in alignment and you're able to then be self-aware of what needs to shift in you and around you in order to create what your life is meant to look like, to live fully expressed, to be the person that you're here to be, to leave your mark on the world to create what's most meaningful for you. So we come into alignment and self-awareness is the ability to hold ourselves accountable, the ability to call ourselves out with love and with grace, to hold ourselves to our own standards for living, to really look at ourselves and say, I really, you know what kind of partner I want to be? I want to be the kind of partner that is open and is loving and is kind and is supportive and shows up for my person and be able to look at yourself and go, I'm falling short. This isn't about beating ourselves up, making ourselves wrong, triggering our core wound stories and spiraling into whatever that spirals us into. It's about looking at ourselves honestly. So you have to take the interpretation out of these things. I'm falling short. What do you make that mean if you think about saying that to yourself? That you're a loser, that nobody's ever going to love you, that your third grade teacher was right, that you have nothing worthwhile to offer the world. What story do you tell? So we're going to link to two resources for this. One, my book, What Really Happened, which is all about breaking free from interpretation and learning to have a different conversation internally. So your experience externally is different. It's about stepping out of that meaning-making mess that we create as humans, where we interpret everything, make it mean things about us, and it spirals us totally off course. Two, shift your story, shift your life. This is a paid self-coaching guide that we usually have in the store. I believe it's $4.99. We're going to give it to you for free. All you have to do, opt in, get a copy of it. So two resources for that. When you hear me say holding yourself to, a, to your own standards and looking at where you're falling short of who you believe yourself to be, where you're out of alignment, where you're not living your values or treating yourself and others well, being the person that you want to be, doing the things that you know you need to do. Do you interpret that? Do you tell a story about it? Do you make it mean something about you or do you see it as the information that it is and let it help you figure out what needs to shift in yourself, in your situation, your beliefs. It's all insight and information. Having self-awareness is so critical because when we don't, usually, often we're afraid to look at ourselves because of our interpretations and stories and core woundings. If we had to look at ourselves and see that, wow, I said I wanted to get in the best shape of my life, take care of my body and my health, but I'm eating donuts every morning. That's, that doesn't align. I'm out of alignment. Why am I out of alignment? Why am I doing that every day? Why is that happening? What is going on in me to perpetuate that behavior that is, is, is not aligned with what I say I want and I value? Rather than being like, I really want to be in the best shape of my life, but it won't happen and I don't know why. And completely ignoring our behaviors. We talked about changing habits that are difficult, why it is that some habits are so hard to change. If 
if this example resonates for you or something like it, for example, I'm trying to save money to buy a house. It's so important to me. I value home ownership. I, I value this way of being this, this lifestyle. This is what I want to provide for my partner and my kids. But every single week, I'm just blowing money online. Whatever that is for you, if it's, if it's a habit that is sabotaging what you want, that is not in alignment with what you say you value and what you say is important to you, listen to that episode. We talk a little bit about that. So we'll link to that in the show notes as well. But you, you have to have self-awareness without beating yourself up. And sometimes there are feelings that come with that. It can feel really crappy to realize, like, I'm not at all who I thought I am. I have been in relationships with people of all kinds, professional, platonic, romantic. And I've been this person too. So I'm going to put myself in with this as well, where you really believe that you're showing up in a certain way and you're being a certain person and the other person just isn't appreciating you and appreciating your effort and seeing you for who you are or understanding your situations and circumstances when really you are not living in alignment with what you say is important to you with who you believe yourself to be and you refuse to look at it. And this is really difficult work. So if you're unable to, if it's been hard for you to see that stuff, if you get defensive and triggered, if you shut down, if you avoid, if you make excuses, again, notice any meaning that you assign to those words. That's an interpretation. They are simply descriptions. A very common human behavior. If you're not able to look at that, you can't change what needs to change for you to have what it is that you want for you to be who you're here to be. And it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean that you're incapable. There's no judgment on you. It's information. And if it's really hard for you to look at that, know that that's human. We want to be the person that we think that we are. It's easier to believe that we're that than to really look at where we're not aligned with that at all where we're actually doing the opposite of that, being the kind of person we don't want to be, being just like our parent who we didn't respect and swore we'd never turn into. So let yourself feel how you feel about it. That's okay. You can be sad. You can be frustrated. Shame even has its place as long as we are not shaming ourselves, making ourselves wrong. Sometimes that burning sensation of shame is just what it feels like to realize, man, I am so far from where I thought I was, from who I thought I was. I'm really falling short. I'm letting myself down. I'm letting others down. I'm letting my purpose work down. I am nowhere close to the standards that I've set for myself and other people. I am exactly what I accused my partner or my ex-partner of being. I am my mother, whatever it is. That feeling of shame, when we're shaming ourselves, that's not okay. That doesn't help anything. And that's part of a story and a core wound and a trauma. It's part of blaming versus just sitting in things. It can suck to look at yourself and be like, mm, I'm the problem. I had a relationship where it was true that my partner was emotionally unavailable, emotionally and literally unavailable. And I had to really look at, hmm, so was I. So was I. And I didn't feel shame with that. 
but that's because I've been doing this work of being self-aware. I'm willing to look for the truth in what other people say to me, even in certain situations where the person is reactive and even abusive or just lashing out. I always look for the truth. What's the reflection there, if any? And I, I am very able to discern that. I am able to say that person is lashing out. They're not behaving in an okay way. And you know what? They're not wrong about that one thing. That's true. Because I value self-awareness, because I value truth and alignment and purposeful living so highly, living my fullest expression, for us to live our fullest expression, to live our truth, to live in alignment with what we want, with who we're here to be, our contribution, we have to be self-aware. This doesn't mean beating yourself up. You can look at where you're out of alignment and see it for the information that it is. Feel the way that you feel. We don't bypass our feelings. We don't make them wrong. We just don't tell stories. We don't interpret. We can feel sad, disappointed, frustrated, angry. There can even be shame that comes up. Feel the raw emotion that comes up. Move it through you in a healthy and productive way. Do not indulge the stories. Do not entertain them. Do not let them fuel you. Don't interpret, just feel. Feel how you feel and then look honestly at where you are out of alignment with what you say you want, with who you need to be, who you think that you've been. This is really difficult for us. Even after years of doing this work, there are times that I have to sit in the fire, the fiery truth of, mm, I am so far out of alignment on that. I am not, that was not in line with my values. The more self-aware we become, though, the less this happens. Because in the moment of making choices where we might normally self-sabotage or do something that's out of alignment, like we know if we do that, that's not what I said I would be doing. I'm abandoning myself and my values in this way. I'm going against what I said I would do for other people in ways that do matter to me to uphold. The self-awareness becomes real-time. It's not always looking backwards after the fact and going, crap. It's in real time, discerning between I could do this or I could do that. And I know that this is what I need to do because this is what I value. This is how I get to where I say I want to be. This is how I live my fullest expression. This is how I heal that trauma, that trigger. This is how I stop repeating the same patterns. Self-awareness. This allows us to expand more rapidly, to create more of what we want, because we're not self-sabotaging. We're not sitting there thinking that what we want will just happen because we're being a certain way in the world. We're able to say, I haven't. Of course, this hasn't happened yet. I'm nowhere near the way of being that I need to embody, the energetics that I need to embody. I'm constantly getting triggered by the same thing, and I haven't done the work to heal and clear it yet. So, of course, it's tripping me up. We don't tell stories because we can look honestly at the situation at ourselves, at where we're trying to go and what needs to happen to get there. Self-awareness. And there will be times, no matter how hard you do this work, that you struggle with it for one reason or another. It's a deep-rooted pattern. It's a deep-rooted story. We don't know how to exist in a world where that worldview, that belief, that way of being isn't true, isn't aligned. This is an ongoing practice. We have to be self-aware. 
And it helps to have people around us who are honest and kind, who reflect to us cleanly what they see. But we have to be able to do that for ourselves. Because if we can't, we give our power away. And sometimes we give our power away to people who see us through their lens and their perception and their own interpretations and stories and limiting beliefs. They make us wrong because they're triggered and they don't actually, they can't actually discern what's going on for them. They project it onto us. We have to be able to do that for ourselves. I feel very good about saying that's a projection from someone else because I am also very good at owning when it's like that is a accurate reflection. <laughs> this takes practice. You need safe environments to do this, safe environments to talk through it, safe people to hold space for the process of it who won't shame you when it takes you 15 times to let go of that habit to really anchor into how you need to show up to be who you believe yourself to be to have the things that you want. Safe people who won't judge you, who won't make you wrong. To give you the space to learn how to own these things for yourself rather than yelling at you and berating you and nagging you. Safe people, safe spaces, safe self. Safe self means you give yourself grace. You don't beat yourself up. You don't tell stories. You don't indulge your core wound stories. You feel your emotions productively. You don't make yourself wrong for any of it. You learn from it. You take it as information as many times as it takes for it to really anchor in. Safe self. If you're struggling with this, I would love to support you. We have process work for the deeper traumas, the things that are stored in our bodies and our cells and our bones and our tissue that keep us caught in certain loops. And we have acupressure work to repattern our subconscious, to repattern those interpretations, those stories, those subconscious programs that just run on autopilot that cause us to self-sabotage without even realizing it. If you'd like to learn more, check the show notes and I will be back soon with another episode. Thank you so much for joining me today and being a part of our incredible community of purpose-driven individuals. If you are ready to put these teachings into practice in your own life, head on over to www.stephaniezamora.com slash podcast, where you'll get access to our collection of actionable and easy to implement workbooks. That includes our renowned methodology for making the impossible inevitable that's helped hundreds of individuals worldwide get into motion on their most important goals. Plus, our comprehensive guide to stopping self-sabotage and navigating the terror barrier with more grace and ease. We'd love your help in getting the message out and growing our community, so please take a moment to share this episode, subscribe to the podcast, and leave us a review on iTunes. I'll catch you in the next episode.